due to adult content. Parental discretion is advised. To begin. To begin. Are you watching closely? How to start. I just, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? In life itself, a memoir, Roger E. begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it, molded by it. The audio surrounded me. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. First, the frames flicker without connection. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bowl Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. We're back again, Group 9, Sing Street and Say Anything, with guest Alice Lauren. Hello, Alice. Hello. Alice, you could remind the listeners who you are. So I'm Alice Lauren. I am a podcaster, a comedian, sometime actress in upstate New York. Love talking about movies, so. One, one character I love in here is, um, uh, Eamon, the, the, yeah. the one who plays all the instruments and has the rabbits. Yeah. He's got such a great attitude when Connor shows up at his door one time and he's just like, Connor just needs something to do. He's like, you want to write a song? He's like, yes, I do. <laughs> He's just gonna drop everything he's doing to write a song, cause that's who he is. So all the, all these boys are so wholesome, and then mm-hmm. and then they just become accidentally racist. Well, should we have a a black guy in <laughs> in our group? Yeah, cause it'd be cool. <laughs> what if he can't play instruments? He's black. He can play. <laughs> it's actually worse. In I only noticed this time watching it when they do um, "Beautiful Sea." The song they're singing out by the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. The Ngig has his face painted white. Yes! Yes, I saw that too! And I was like, oh my god, how did I never see that before? They're just all in, in white. Oh yeah, they were all in white face, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not right. I love it. They, they do reference the fact that like, the, the one character calls him a worse name and he's like, yeah, you can't say that. Oh yeah, I was like, I've never heard that name. <laughs> that's it's a British one. Yeah, it's gotta be. Oh yeah, like, like, like Spanner. I'm like, what's adorable? Mm-hmm. That's some adorable slang. Yeah, there, there's some horrible people and horrible things in this movie. Like the, the priest at the yeah. school is awful. Oh yeah, I was, yeah, I was trying to figure that out. That was a, 
very brutal scene. I almost, just thinking about, you know, what we know sometimes about priests, I was like, is this going a molestation direction? Is this, I mean, that, that was kind they, of something they do that reference that popped other in my head, to no. be honest, yeah. That, it's surprisingly violent when he just, like, shoves his face in the sink full of water to get the makeup off and... It's yeah. Bad. They have a note at the end of the film about the school because the school's a real place. Yeah. Is that this was a certain time in Irish history, and that school is not like that anymore. Like they have a note at the end of the movie because they don't want to imply that this school is a horrible place still. As mean priest, yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, I sort of understand like dress code wise, you know, brown shoes versus black shoes, but like, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not like taking them off and walking in your socks. That's a little, yeah, that's a little much. But, but yeah, but like getting makeup off. Oof. They put demands and he doesn't go with them because he's an 80s kid who's trying to be, rock, do rock and roll, change his hair color, wear makeup. Oh yeah, I, lo- I love how he keeps changing with each like new album that he listens to. My, mm-hmm. my friend that I was watching it with thought that like, wait, is this, like he was like, wait, wait is this movie about? Like a certain band, like, cause then he saw, like, I think it was like, like the Cure yeah. album, and then like a song started, he thought maybe it was like, this was about the Cure coming together, <laughs> or something, or <laughs> this was a real, you know, real band. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, his, yeah, his transitions seem to be inspired by, they're also, it's different albums his brother gives him, and then also different songs that he is putting together, where each song is a little bit different. He's like inventing his band as he goes. But and, and maybe I missed this in the beginning that he was, um, that Connor was a musician, like even before this. Because to me, it seemed like he was like, you know, he he watches the music show every week, and then you know he sees this, you know, he sees Duran Duran do their video, and that's a you know cool new thing. And then suddenly, because of Rafina, he's like, all right, well, I guess a band, you know, I guess that's it, and I was like, did he even really, I mean, he liked music, but was he really, like, that into music? He's clearly got an interest in music, yeah. I, I don't know, it was such a weird thing at first. It, yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere. I think we can assume, like, he went to a nicer private school before this, mm-hmm. so maybe he, he'd been taught an instrument or two, you know, high school, and his brother loves music, and so it's probably something he has an interest in they watch what top of the pops when it's on and it's there but yeah his he yeah. when he talks to rafina and he's just like saying he's in a band and he's like we have to form a band to his friends yeah just like to me it would be like oh i'm gonna form a i don't know i'm gonna learn how to do ice sculpture you know yeah. something like something i've never really done i guess so i didn't know how like far removed he was from it because when he was asked you know, what does he do in the band, or what instrument does he play? And he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a singer. Yeah, he writes, but then he also does play stuff later. Then so. he's awful, and then sudden somehow later on he's not awful. Yeah. And that's also very bizarre, too. <laughs> it sort of plays with the fantasy of the story. That's what I was going to say, because, I mean, the big thing that I wanted to really say, especially with, and I know you had, like, a, a blog about this kind of when they're, at the end, you know, just to really skip to the end when they're they're leaving on the on yes. the boat, and that how the director had said, "Oh, that was supposed to be kind of like a fantasy thing," and people thought it was played straight. And then after I heard that, suddenly the entire movie was kind of colored into this like, "Oh no!" Like how much of it is 
more fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, cause it was just, I mean, it was just great. I think my my favorite scene was that, you know, pr- prom or whatever. The fantasy, yeah. yeah. The, prom the actual thing, fantasy. That's such a beautiful music video. That was that was the best, you know, song. Mm-hmm. I mean, the color, the every every. I mean, just everything was was beautiful. Then it became this like. You can go anywhere. You gotta grab the wheel and own it. Drive it like you stole it. This is just, you know, fantasy. He gets his dream girl. He, you know, was a horrible singer. And as as if he'd gotten voice lessons, he, you know, starts singing better and better. Starts playing (laughs) the guitar out of nowhere. You know, just all these different, all these different things where I'm kind of like, okay, what is the fantasy? And then watching Say Anything where this is another guy who probably should not have but got his dream girl. (laughs) You know, just by being confident. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, I don't know how much is fantasy anymore. And but that comes down to like real. This sounds weird, but real life fantasy versus movie fantasy. Yeah. Is it the fantasy isn't that he becomes a good singer and gets the girl? The fantasy is that that goes well the entire time. Yeah. But in reality, no. The relationship has problems. The songs have problems. Right. His school has problems, and in the end, he's going to run away and pro- and might not amount to anything. We don't know. It's similar to say anything in that it has an ending where we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. They almost get hit by a ship. <laughs> and I feel like guys kind of make friends pretty easily, so I guess maybe that's not as much of a fantasy that he could kind of form that band really quick. Somehow get the bully to be, like, your servant, basically. <laughs> I mean, that was... what? What was that? I don't know what... <laughs> bully, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can help us and be basically our, I mean, you know, our second-class citizen, in, in a sense, and be, be our, our groupie. Well, Like, no needed, one wants to do that. That's part of, I think, I think it even would work better if we knew Ireland at the time. Yeah. Because I think that's part of that, is that he doesn't have anything else to do. When they come and get him and talk him into it, he's sitting at home with his parents. Yeah. Yeah, I know he wants to escape, that's for sure. Who are, like, drunk and abusive, and yeah. he just needs something else to take up his time. It could be bullying people, or it could be... He still gets to bully people. He throws a guy off the stage. Yeah. You know, so now he's just doing it for a cause. And if they do well, he might have gained paid for it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's something. Um, Anything else on either of them? Oh. Or why you hate once? Yeah. <laughs> I hate once. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know why Sing Street, even though I felt like, I, I, I don't want to say like it has no plot. Like, obviously it kind of has a, a plot, but it's kind of a, it, it, it's an all about a person's life movie, I guess. Yeah. So, 
you know, to to me, I just I just liked watching it. I cared about the characters. I just I thought it was very interesting. Well, it's 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 an interesting story in that the opening scene is oh no, the opening scene he is writing song in his room. Okay, he's singing, but he's singing what his parents are yelling at each other downstairs. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the song is already pulling him out of the horribleness. So yeah, that is there. But there is no plot. Or there is, but we don't know what the plot is until the end of the movie. Is it this is his journey from figuring out how to start a band to running off with the girl and to try to make it and be a success. That's not the direction the story is going along the way. It just kind of meanders and takes its time. Similar to say anything is like the relationship itself is the plot. And so the ending is open-ended, you hope it goes forever, which same with relationships in real life. They don't have a direction. You just have to keep pushing them so that they go somewhere. That's true, that's true. (laughs) And Sing Street does it, I think Sing Street plays the teenage side of it more innocently, which makes it very easy to watch and support. That that is interesting because you forget they're all they're all teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, obviously, I think Sing Street they they pretty much cast pretty close to you know how old they would be. Well, they cast a bunch of people that weren't actors, and, for, and they weren't really actors. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, that's what I was reading too. That they were just kind of musicians and and, and around that sort of area. If you look at interviews, uh, the guy who plays Eamon, Matt Matt McKinney Matt something. And Ferdia, who plays Connor, mm-hmm. became like best friends too in interviews. They're like mm-hmm. arguing over, like fighting over the microphone and talking over each other and just having a great time everywhere they go. So that's nice to see too. I hadn't seen that until recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to see people being kind of cast in the mm-hmm. appropriate ages that you forget. They're like, oh yes, this is what, you know, a 16 year old looks like. And then I know when I was watching the beginning of, of Say Anything, and I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think of John Cusack as a teenager. Okay, you know, like, like at graduation, they looked fairly young. Like I thought, oh yeah, this, you know, Lloyd Dalry, yeah, he looks like yep. a high school kid in, in this. Like, they all pretty much look like high school kids. They didn't have like these, I guess, old faces. Some of them did. I felt that more when, when I saw the, the uh, Lloyd Dobler's friends and I'm like, oh, these are some not high school kids. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then as, as the movie went on, I was like, yeah, no, nobody looks their age. <laughs> yeah, so Kuzak was born in 66, so he's basically would have been 21 when they're filming, say anything. Yeah. Ferdia was born in 99, so he's like 16 when they're filming Sing Street. So it's, it's a definite difference as to how they're playing teenager. Yeah. And the film goes along with that, and it feels yeah. it feels more like fantasy is the wrong word, but it feels more like this is this cute thing about kids doing something great and then the songs are good and you have an 80s nostalgia and yeah and then like darren the manager like you know he's an even uh-huh, littler yeah. kid he look, you know it just it just it just works for that that you're mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like a secret life of kids or kind of you know it's it's almost like, like, like a voyeuristic look in, in, into their lives versus like oh yes this is although i don't know how what, what what he had done back then, but like, oh, this is John Cusack. This is a movie star. <laughs> no, at the time of this, he had done, he had done like three movies, <laughs> I think, including like Better Off Dead. He'd already done a teen film. But yeah, now I don't think yeah. of John Cusack as a teenager, even though I know him from 
say anything in Better Off Dead more than a lot of other films of his. That and High Fidelity, which is him talking about when he's younger, so. I think this is how, I think I know how this is gonna go, but, so which one's better? Oh, Sing Street is, is way better, yeah, for sure, yeah. Right, <laughs> okay. Yeah, what a, what a sweet, <laughs> what a sweet movie, cause I look away from like, it's good to like, okay, yeah, like this is. I, I felt bad when I looked at the thing, cause Say Anything's one of my favorites. Like, this, this, this works, this works. Sing Street, I think, you know, spoilers is probably in my top five, depending on my mood. And if I just need a movie to watch and be in a good mood, it'd be one of the first ones I'd grab. So, definitely has to. It wins. Say Anything is lovely, but Sing Street is, I don't know, gives me more joy. Makes me happy sad. Happy sad. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was so sad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, like all, yeah, all these, all these sad truths about not only love, but like just, you know, relationships in general. I think, you know, I had, I had very bad yeah. audio, audio watching say anything. So I had to like see some of the, some of the quotes later on, like online. And the thing that, um, See, I'm like forgetting everything. <laughs> but that Diane said to, to her dad about, well, you know, he kind of, you know, it, it seemed like he, he kind of wanted it. He got that look in his eyes. Yeah. But I could feel him getting anxious. And then I knew that there would be a confrontation over getting physical. <clears throat> he started to get that look at the end of the night. Do you know that look? And then, you know, it's going to be an issue. So I went through all the different feelings and all the different arguments you're supposed to go through. Did he ever get rough with you? Dad, no. But I didn't want any problems, so I decided not to sleep with him. Then I, you know, went back and forth, and like it's the saddest thing that it, you know, like like what a sad internalized thing to think that you know, you kind of have that, that inner pressure. Like, I, I relate to that a lot as well. Like, mm-hmm. well, he looked like, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted more. And, like, yeah, we were friends, but, oh, God, what do I do? You know, and, and yeah. that that's such a, like, she's not even talking about, like, do I like him or not? Do I want to? It's just about, you know, what what, what the man wants. Right. Does she need to so the relationship can stay yeah. in place? But it's nice to hear that vocalized as well, even yeah. though you, it's hard to hear it vocalized. Say anything's got a bit of the happy sad thing to it as well. Oh yeah, happy sad. <laughs> it's the good. It's the theme of the week. The theme of the week. Ugh. Final thoughts. Anything else? Ugh. Oh my goodness. I mean, there's so there's. I know. Look at your blog hurriedly. Like, was there anything else I wanted to say? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's, it's. I feel like I've like forgotten everything that I wanted to say. It's like sad to like to read these. Your blog post from 2017 and you're like, well, you know, if I ask out this girl and if I, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'm like years ago, but it's like, it's interesting because you can like look back and be like, oh no, I'm fine now. <laughs> well, yeah, when I, when I watched the movie last, last week, yeah. whatever that was, it was a few days ago, I was posting links to those entries yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. I didn't post all of them because a couple of them are kind of short. Mm-hmm. And one of them made me horribly sad because it was talking about being divorced. Yeah. I didn't post that one because I didn't want to put that up right now because 
we're getting along better now. Oh, okay. And I'm like, it made me feel horrible. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to accidentally click on it again myself. Yeah. And so I left one out. But that's the way the movie is. Is it? it it's got room for very good, very bad, cultural stuff, relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see the Broadway version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am trying to think what else. Like- Fortunately, I think it was doing well enough that it should go on tour once it's done. Musicals do well. Yeah, I could see that with, like, hopefully actual little kids, yeah. Although Groundhog didn't go on tour. I think, well, I don't know, maybe it would be okay if it was older people playing kids, but, like, on Broadway. They're they're a little older, yeah, the cast that they had. Yeah. But that's fine. I love On stage, it's not as big a deal, I don't think. Yeah. In a movie, it's nice to see actual teenagers. Yeah. Oh, I love how... (laughs) Like, was the director was saying, like, you know, what if they they could have just ended up dying <laughs> at the end? Well, yeah, with the boat hitting them. And, and, like, it was supposed to be a fantasy thing. And I'm like, no, you did a fantasy earlier in the film. Yeah, that was it was idea. bright, it was colorful, and we knew it was a fantasy. This isn't a fantasy. This is just yeah. one last realization that the real world is much bigger than them, and they might fail. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, uh, where can the listeners hear more from you? Yeah, um... Well, we're currently on hiatus, but you can listen to past episodes of the Now You've Seen It movie podcast. So I talk about movies, obviously. Um, usually, with, well, always, actually, with, with a guest who has never seen the movie, and we get their impressions, and we rate the movie, and super interesting podcast, you know, fun, fun camaraderie there. You can find that anywhere you get your podcast. My Twitter is at PodSocialite, and my Facebook is Alice Lauren. Come chat with me. Cut. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute. Find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a Mandalorian. Why would you create such an abomination? This is the weapon of the coward. Hey, uh... Stuff that dreams are made of. Cut. That's a wrap. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You're still here. You just don't turn it off. It's over. Go home. Go.